Welcome to Come to the Altar, a podcast that deals with family, marriages, men, and their relationship with God, and much, much more. Are you ready to alter your way of thinking? Well, come join me. I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, your spiritual coach. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast, Come to the Altar. Today's going to be a great day, and I'm expecting God's best. How about you? In today's episode, we'll be talking about healing. Now, right now, we know that our nation needs to heal. Sometimes we don't realize that we're going through things in our life and that we need to heal. It can be old wounds. It can be a bad breakup. It can be the loss of a loved one, but we all need to recognize and realize that we need to heal from these things. Hopefully this episode will help you alter the way you think when it comes to healing. So let's get started. So we think that a good and loving God would not allow sickness. We begin to believe that illness is a result of someone's sin. So why does God allow this? If we trust in the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God, we know that nothing happens outside of his will. And we know that everything works together for his good and it's all motivated by love. Therefore, sickness must sometimes fit into his will and his love and nature. We sometimes go through the process of questioning God and the feelings of pain. God is not offended when we pour out our hearts to him. We can approach God with our sickness, request healing, and share our own hurt. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glorify in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. And besides conventional medicines, God has given us another all-powerful healing treatment in the form of his word. Proverbs 4.22 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Often we underestimate our own words. And when people are sick, the way that we speak reinforces the sickness. Instead of removing it, this is a time for us to meditate and declare all those healing scriptures you read about. But there is also a tendency to claim ownership of the sickness by using expressions such as, My blood pressure is high. The doctor said my cancer has spread too much and there's nothing they can do about it. Your blood pressure, your sugar diabetes, your cancer, and any other sickness. No, it's not yours. It does not belong to you. It belongs to the devil. I repeat that. It does not belong to you. It belongs to the devil. Isaiah 53 and 5 says this. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. 
Declare this scripture over your life every single day. Speak the word over that sickness until God manifests itself. No matter how long it takes, keep declaring in faith that you are healed by the almighty God. Stop claiming ownership of that sickness afflicting your body. Claiming ownership gives it a legal right to stay in your body and cause as much damage as possible. But God doesn't give bad things to his children. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. The one who sent Jesus for us will graciously give us all things we need to do his will or honor him. Romans 8, 32. But as a loving father, he may say no to healing and instead use afflictions directly to sanctify us. God may use physical suffering for our higher purpose than we understand. God sometimes heals to bring glory to himself and encourage others to put their faith in the Savior. We know this by Lazarus' death and Jesus raising him back to life. John 14, 1-45. There are many ways we can receive our healing. Number one, doctors, physicians. Luke was a doctor and wrote almost half of the New Testament. God is not opposed to medicine and the practice of medicine. He created it just like he created everything else. God has placed within our bodies abilities and defenses that medicine can accentuate and help heal diseases. These are no less part of divine healing as supernatural ways God heals. The laying of hands is another way. When you go to church, one of the most common ways people receive divine healing is when someone who has the gift of healing lay hands on them and prays for them. The power of God that resides in us because of the Holy Spirit lives in us and flows out of the hands that are being laid on the sick person and they get healed. When people are healed this way, they begin to go and talk about what God has done, how God laid their hands in him, how God healed them. And it brings glory to God. Another way is taking authority over that sickness. Jesus has given us the authority to cast out demons and heal all diseases. I know this may sound weird, but start speaking to that sickness that is bothering you and command it to leave in the name of Jesus. There's another way that you can get healed as well. The prayer of agreement, touching and agreeing. Matthews 18, 19 through 20 says this. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Here is a mighty promise of God. He said that if you find someone else to agree with you about anything, which includes divine healing, then it will be done for you. That's a promise. Another way, the faith that God has already given you. In Mark's gospel, chapter 11, Jesus talks about mountain moving faith. He says this in Mark 11, 22 to 24. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you think that you receive it, it will be yours. Notice that the first thing Jesus said is to have faith in God. 
That's the key. You can't start praying to God and then not believe in it. You got to first believe it first. That's why it's important before you even start praying, get a scripture, get the word out, read that word over and over and over and over again. Get in your spirit. So when you pray, you believe it because why? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear it, the more you believe it. And then when you speak it, it begins to manifest because why? You believe it first. That's where it starts. This is where many people go astray when they are trying to believe in healing. They are trying to have faith in their faith or they're trying to have confidence in their recovery. Your faith has to be centered not on those things, but on God alone. If God is your only source, if God is your only resource of your healing, you got to believe without a shadow of a doubt. Your faith can make you whole. Look at the woman with the issue of blood. When she was crawling through the crowd after spending all her money, bleeding for that many years, she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. Think about that for a second. She was trying not to touch Jesus, but was attached to Jesus. That was her faith. Go that way. Thy faith has made thee whole. See, our faith can heal us. Not only faith can heal us, but our faith can heal someone else. Look at the men who tore down the tore a hole and laid the lame man down before Jesus. He's seen them the whole time doing their best to get that man down there from the rooftop just so Jesus can heal him. And not because of the man's faith, but because of the people who helped out because of their faith. He was healed. We shall return with more after this short break. Today's sponsor is Seminary of the Open Bible. If you're looking for spiritual training or to receive your bachelor's, master's, or doctor degree in theology, go to seminaryoftheopenbible.com. In addition, they have a partnership with Bluefield College where you can get your associate or bachelor of arts degree fully online, either part-time or full-time. If this is something that you're interested in, there's an open enrollment Monday, March 15th from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. You can look on the website, seminaryoftheopenbible.com or call 203-407-0444 for more information. That's 203-407-0444 for more details. Don't forget to mention you heard it on Come to the Altar podcast. John 5, 6 and 9. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? Then potent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. All right, we are back from that short break. I hope you enjoyed it. And now we're going to continue on.
Another way that we can get our healing is the best part of it all. The name of Jesus. Many people are healed in the name of Jesus. In Acts, Peter and John are heading to the temple and are interrupted by a layman asking the alms. They said, silver and gold I have not, but such I give you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rise and walk. And the man was healed in the name of Jesus. When we are recovered in the name of Jesus, we are being healed because of power that is in his name. His name alone. Come on now, somebody. And when it comes to uh, spiritual healing, uh, you may have been hurt uh, from a divorce, uh, rejection, and it's not always just a loss of someone. So this is kind of what you can do to kind of help yourself get back to that position where you can uh, manage it and move forward. Okay. Uh, Number one, we have to uh, cleanse. What I mean by that is we have to cleanse our heart. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Spiritual wounds must be thoroughly clean to prepare for complete healing. And that can be a painful process. Our healing starts with prayer. We must come to him earnestly, asking in faith that he heal us and make us whole again. And we must be willing to receive our healing. Although others cause most spiritual wounds, we can be the cause of our spiritual damage ourselves. No matter the reason, unforgiveness is at the root. We must ask God to help us forgive those who hurt us. Even it means asking him to help us forgive ourselves, which is very important. Forgiveness is a choice that must be made to break the cycle of spiritual bondage. Renewing the mind. What the mind has to do with a spiritual wound. That's exactly where the spiritual wounds hold over you is housed. Sure, your everything hurts from what's being wrongly done to you because of the self-inflicted pain. And it's our fleshly desire to become mirrored in self-pity. However, when we focus on our pain, we open ourselves up to the enemy because we're then dwelling on the hurt instead of believing in the healing. We run the risk of infection. Infection can quickly spread to the rest of our lives, poisoning our faith and our relationship with God and others. When this happens, we're destined for more of the same, more spiritual rooms and the inability to experience liberty in Christ. For our wounds to heal completely, we have to continue the process of cleansing and to protect them until they become scars, making sure the scars don't turn into an infection. Give yourself time. And scars don't heal overnight. Don't rush the process. If you've been suffering from a spiritual wound and trying to hide them from God, today is a time to ask for healing. Confess all unforgiveness and lay your pain at God's feet. Exchange your pain for freedom. Exchange your brokenness for wholeness. Exchange your stress and your misery for peace. It's not your fault. Say it with me. It's not my fault. Say it one more time. It is not my fault. God loves you and wants nothing but the best for you. John 10 and 10 and New Life Translation says this. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and to destroy. My purpose. Talk about God now. 
My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's the purpose of God for our life. To give us a rich and satisfying life. That sounds good to you. Now dealing with spiritual healing when it comes to grief. The loss of a loved one can come as a terrible shock. And grief is very, very hard. It's not easy. And the loss does not just mean death. It can be a divorce. It can be betrayal, rejection, sin, or abuse. It can even be losing someone to a mind alternating illness. All of these things and more can lead you through the grieving process. And that process can be pretty tough to handle. Being saved and loving God and seeking God does not protect us from hurting or grieving. Though we sometimes wish it could and it would. We have to allow the process of grief. But then as time passes, you accept and then feel the pain. Tears usually come at this point if you are emotionally free. Or you may try to hold yourself together. However, let them pour out and heal as they come out down your eyes. It is not a weakness to cry. Even Jesus wept at the loss of his friend. There is still an emptiness in your heart where this person used to be. That's normal, but it becomes a lot more bearable and you start to live again. That's the good part. You may even start to feel guilty when you start to heal and start to get better. Here's the thing. Acknowledge it and reject the feeling of guilt immediately. Don't allow that guilt to fester around. Feeling guilty for something you didn't even do. You are not the cause and it's not your fault. It is time to remember who you are as a completely whole person once again. This is a choice you have to make. It would help if you decide to heal. Make a decision. Do not allow yourself to wallow too long. Yes, go through the process of healing, but you must choose to live again at some point. Sometimes, in times of great emotional pain, we can draw away from the thing that we need the most. Choose to have a daily spiritual practice that links you to God every single day. Surround yourself with friends and family members that will help with this process. It would also be useful to speak to a psychiatrist just to talk it out. Get it out. Talk about it more. You cannot do this by yourself. Remember the word. Remember God's promises. He said, I will be with you. I will protect you. I will be your strength. I will answer you. I will provide for you. I will give you peace and I will always love you. Your healing will come. It will come. Our president, Joe Biden, quoted this Bible verse in his inauguration speech. Psalms 30 verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. This is what he said. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Do you believe that? If you do, I want you to receive God's healing and his best life for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of healing today. If you did, we want to hear from you. Please send us a message on Twitter at come to the altar. I will see you next time on come to the altar. Stay tuned for the next episode. Mm -hmm.
next time on Come to the Altar. What are benefits of forgiving someone? Let's see. Letting go of grudges and bitterness can make a way for improved health and peace of the mind. Forgiveness can lead to a healthy relationship, improved mental health, less anxiety, less stress, less hostility, low blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improved health, improved self-esteem. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Come to the Altar. We hope you were inspired and you're thinking it was altered in a more positive way. Without God, nothing is possible. But with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Remember, if you can change your mind, you can change your future for the better. This is Dr. Marquise McGraw. Later. Later.